Each of our lives are marked with landmarks in time. Birth, maybe a graduation, perhaps a marriage and a few anniversaries. In the Islamic tradition, one of the most important of these events is actually someone's death. In our culture and tradition, dying is part of life. This is Payman Amiri. He's the chairman at the Islamic Cultural Center of Northern California, where he also works as an imam. Imams are community leaders in Islam, whose duties include teaching the Quran, leading prayers, and generally guiding the members of their communities. One of his duties is managing Islamic funeral services. When somebody dies, we try to sort of do that celebration of life in a big event. But since COVID-19 spread across the nation, these funerals look vastly different. This is Distanced, Science Line's special project about how different communities are responding to the coronavirus pandemic. In this installment, we're looking at how the Islamic community has had to adapt its funeral services, which are important religious events. Islamic funerals aren't simple. They're involved and meaningful, and the whole process can span up to several days. Services include the washing of the body, so the deceased uh, person has to be washed in a proper way. They get treated with spices and herbs. It's a traditional thing, so you put it on the skin, and then you cover them in a white shroud. He says that all the steps in a proper funeral service are imbued with history and symbolism. In our tradition, we believe we came from God and our return is toward God. And so when you want to give them back, you want them to be washed and clean. It has to be a white shroud. It has to be simple because every man and woman will go back with that white shroud. So it's a symbol of humility. Every aspect of an Islamic funeral is thought through, even the material. And it has to be cotton. It's just everyone is treated equal because, you know, in God's eye, everyone is equal. Once the body is washed, the next part of the ritual can begin. The body gets transferred to the cemetery. The body gets buried um, facing toward Mecca, which is the direction all Muslims pray. And then you get the family members to, uh, to say goodbye by putting flowers in the grave. Or at least that's how things are supposed to be done. For Payman, everything changed starting in early February when he got a surprising call from a family in Santa Clara. So when she passed away, her family contacted us. It was the first case of community infection. Azar Arabi, a 68-year-old Muslim woman from Santa Clara, California, was initially diagnosed with pneumonia, but passed away from COVID-19 on March 9th. At the time, people thought she was the very first case of local community transmission of the new coronavirus in the county. But later, local health officials found two other cases who passed away before Azar's case even came to light. Payman was supposed to arrange Azar's funeral, but the virus and fear of transmission meant that everyone had to take new precautions. Uh, what happens when somebody dies with COVID-19? They put them in a body bag where a thick bag had zippered and, and the body was in there. Uh, and then there are certain people who could only handle the body. They have to be fully covered in PPE. PPE is personal protective equipment. Masks, gloves, etc. Suddenly, mourning went from something close and intimate to something clinical, impersonal. In our tradition, when somebody passes away, you greet the family with hugs and kisses and you hold them tight. And of course, uh, post-COVID-19, nobody could do this. And the moment that helps bring closure to the whole thing is usually a gathering. A lot of people show up in these uh, memorial services 
and it's always the dinner. At the dinner table, a lot of people share memories of the deceased person, and it sort of helps the, the survivors to put an end to that chapter. But of course, the pandemic has rendered these practices impossible. With mosques, funeral homes, and various businesses shut down, that closure is hard to come by. Payman's struggles in the throes of the pandemic are not unique. Far from it. Imams across countries have had to adjust in ways they never imagined. We had to go in people's home, pick up the deceased. We went into the hospitals. We pick up bodies from there. That's Ahmed Ali, an imam in Brooklyn, New York. He says imams, as leaders of the community, have had to step up and show up for their people. Masjids and mosques, the usual places of worship and congregation for Muslims, closed. Communities were left floundering, and only a few people were left to pick up the slack. For Ahmed, it's been a lot to take over. Usually the imam's job is to uh, just lead a funeral prayer and rest the work is done by the funeral home. But all the employees left in the very beginning of this pandemic and people were scared because they didn't know how to protect themselves from this virus and nobody knew what actually this virus is. So they called me and they say, Imam, can you come and help? Shouldering all the roles himself, Ahmed became body collector, mortician, funeral director, you name it. And at times, it was gruesome. When we receive the body from hospital, usually they have all the IVs attached. And if the person was in critical condition, then they have tubes inside their mouth. And sometimes when we remove the IVs, the blood start coming. Ahmed says there were times he'd have to enter storage units with racks of bodies, checking toe tags to find the right person. It took its toll, and the burden was immense. It's not an easy thing, so you can say it takes about two hours to wash one body. And this was really difficult because picking up a body and taking it into the funeral home, then unload it, then put on a table, wash it, put inside the piece of cloth, then put it back inside the casket, then take it for the funeral prayer, go to the cemetery, lower down the body inside the grave. So this all work is actually really difficult. If this seems like so incredibly much for one person to take on, that's because it is. But Ahmed couldn't turn away. I didn't say no because this is a responsibility of an imam. That whenever things go this kind of pandemic, then we have to show that we actually care for our community. Comforting others is easier said than done, especially when you see your community hurting, with no power to change things. You know, I get emotional when I, you know, when I do these services to start with, because you see, uh, you know, the family is um, crying and grieving, and you feel for them. Recreating that connection and support during the pandemic, a time of intense disconnection, is challenging. The emotional burden of conducting a funeral is hard enough without the impediments of social distancing and Zoom preventing everyone from mourning the way they deserve to. Well, a lot of family members, they did use the Zoom and FaceTime and other apps to show the funeral service to their families around the world. I think uh, that's an honor for me that I was able to help those families. Ahmed Ali has led countless services all by himself, with no mourners or relatives around to claim the decedent as their own. Whenever 
I got a body with no family member, then I used to record a clip when we lowered the body inside the cemetery. Ahmed recorded these services in case friends or family came later, in case they came and wanted something to remember their loved one's passing. There are many clips I recorded and nobody ever asked for them. It's sad because, you know, uh, I was leading the prayer. I don't know that person, but I was just there because, you know, I know that uh, that person is a Muslim and a family to me. With many states reopening, Payman and Ahmed's lives have returned to some form of normalcy. In fact, Payman recently had to organize the burial for another COVID-19 victim. This time, however, he was able to carry out a full service for the grieving family. Things may have gotten better, but Payman and Ahmed are still anxious about the situation. Though the worst may be behind them, helping families process their loss is work that is never done. I, as an imam, just was able to stand next to them and tell them that, you know, this is reality of life and just be a good person, be an example for others to follow. And now all we can do is pray for this deceased brother or sister. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka wa ta'ala jadduka wa jalla thana'uka wa la ilaha ghayruk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the almighty God. This episode was reported by Jonathan Moens and me, Hannah Seo, for Science Line. Thanks to both Payman Amiri and Ahmed Ali for sharing their stories. Mm-hmm.